Well, Matt brings a standover for me. Let's crown Mary the queen of our time together here tonight as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I wanted to start tonight by reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 4. And he, Jesus, came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and he went to the synagogue, as was his custom, on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read, and there was given to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened the book and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this is a kind of mission statement for Jesus. This is why he came, to proclaim good news to the poor, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim freedom for the captives. And as we were praying before tonight, one of the words that came to us was, that the Lord wanted to free us tonight, especially from fear. If there's one thing that tends to keep us captive, if there's one thing that tends to paralyze us, it's fear. And I think as we watch the news, which I really don't do, but (laughs) as people who watch the news speak to me, you can tell that their level of fear is rising with what's going on in the Middle East, what's going on in the world, in the church. So it has a lot of people anxious. But Jesus does not want us to be anxious. He doesn't want us to be afraid. How often did he say throughout his public ministry, whether it was to Peter or to Mother Mary, heard that word from the Archangel Gabriel, be not afraid. Do not be afraid. So it's easier said than done, right? It's easier said than done. But I think it's a grace that God wants to give us tonight to grow in freedom. It doesn't happen necessarily in one instant, but it's something that the Lord wants us to walk in more and more. Freedom from fear. Freedom to love more. 
And so tonight we're going to ask for that. We're going to pray for greater freedom from fear, deliverance from fear. And what can push that out, what can move that out, is a greater awareness of his presence and of his love. As Matt was saying, God delights in us. He's happy that we're here. He's happy to be here with us. He loves what we're doing here tonight. And he's all about it. He wants to support it. He wants to bless it. He wants to multiply it. He wants to encourage us all. doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are, how late you may have come to the church or how early you may have come into the church. God wants to encourage us all here tonight and fill us with his spirit, his Holy Spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit of the living God. So another gospel that I just wanted to highlight quickly is from John 14, where Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I've told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. So the peace that Jesus gives us is not the kind of peace that people in the world seek. God is not giving us a security that is material, but rather it's spiritual, it's eternal. It comes from knowing who we are. It comes from growing in our identity as his sons and daughters. So important. And yet today more than ever, you could say that our whole society is experiencing a kind of identity crisis. But as Pope John Paul II liked to say, Jesus Christ is the answer to the question that is every human life. So we all ask that question. Doesn't matter how young we are or how old we are. Who am I? Where do I come from? Where am I going? And as we were praying before tonight, Father Jim was saying that something that he was reflecting on and, and heard recently is so oftentimes there are two things that can rob us of our peace and even chip away at our true identity as sons and daughters of God. Namely, what has happened to us or what we've done in the past and or fear of the future. What's going to happen to me? And then we fail to appreciate the grace that God is giving us in the present moment. We fail to receive the love 
that God is pouring out right now, here and now, in the present moment. And so we all struggle with that. The things that have happened to us in the past or the things that we've done in the past and what's going to happen in the future. We can be pulled in both directions. And neither one is very helpful. You can see it's like being crucified, but it, it's paralyzing. It's paralyzing. And so the Lord wants to bring us to the center. He wants us to be focused on Him right here, right now. He wants us to believe that He is with us and that He is for us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And that His grace is enough, as the song goes. His grace is enough. His amazing grace. And I like to tell people that a very simple definition of grace is God's power and presence. His power and his presence. And if you've been following the first reading this week, Paul's letter to the Romans, you know that Paul has been insisting on the importance of faith. To receive that grace which justifies us, which saves us, which sanctifies us and transforms us and makes us more like Christ Jesus. It helps us to grow in love. But it's not that we do something to earn that grace. It's not that we do some work so that God will bless us. That's out of order. Rather, God has revealed himself to us. He's revealed his love to us by becoming one of us, by even dying on the cross and rising from the dead out of love for us. He's stayed with us in the Blessed Sacrament. And he's claimed us for himself. He claimed you for himself, through himself, in himself. That's what happened at baptism. God, Almighty God the Father, claimed you through His Son in the Holy Spirit. It was like a kind of divine brand. <laughs> like a cow might be branded. Well, God branded us and He said, You belong to me. The Catechism speaks of that. An indelible mark. An indelible mark, which means it can't be erased like a divine Sharpie pen on your soul. You now belong to God forever. He will never take that back. He'll never revoke that. That's who we are, brothers and sisters, and that's good news. That's really good news, that we belong to God. Almighty God, creator of the universe, Savior of the world, King of kings and Lord of lords, we belong to Him. He chose you. He claimed you for Himself. When the devil tried to take you away, the accuser who wanted to just have you suffer eternal punishment, 
Jesus said, no, not going to happen. She belongs to me. He belongs to me. And he, he reached down, you could say, from heaven. He stretched out his arms between heaven and earth. He reached down to save us from the pit of death. And not only that, because that would have been pretty good in and of itself, but he's done more than that. And I think that's what he wants us all here tonight to realize. That he's gone even farther. He's done even more. And he wants his divine life to grow in us. As we keep believing, as we keep saying yes to what God reveals, to what he shows us, to what he gives us. As we keep saying yes, we keep growing. Yes, Lord, more. I'll take more grace. Thank you very much. I'll take more mercy and forgiveness. I'll take your body and blood. Thank you very much. And so then the seed that was planted at baptism, it keeps growing. It gets nurtured as we cultivate that. And that's how we become saints. That's how we grow in love. That's how we become the best version of ourselves. That's how we become all that he created us to be. And from that place, we do the works of God. They flow. The works of God flow from our being. And as Jesus said, you'll do the works that I did and even greater ones. Because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, it will be done. And so I think we should pray tonight in the name of Jesus. To be free from fear and anxiety. And then we should ask in the name of Jesus for a fresh outpouring of, of peace to come upon us. Does that sound like a good idea? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. One thing I've noticed recently in a very particular way is how these lies, these fears, can really keep us trapped. And they can even cause physical illness and, and disease more than ever. Even the scientific experts and the medical experts, they recognize that there's a real connection between mind, body, and spirit. Isn't that interesting? Mind, body, spirit. Three things. Isn't that interesting, huh? <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Threes tend to come up a lot. And so our minds need to be renewed. I was talking to a friend of mine today and she was saying like never before she's realized how important the renewal of our minds is. And it is. It's so true. I was praying with someone recently, a younger woman in her early 40s. And she was suffering from several physical ailments. And, and I was praying with her with two other of her friends. And we're not really seeing much breakthrough. 
But then one of her friends said, well, you should ask for healing for your back too. And as soon as I heard that, I, I got this word that the Lord wanted to lift from her a burden that she was carrying. And I didn't know what the burden was, but I shared that with her and I just said, I'm going to perform a prophetic act. I'm just going to pretend like I'm, I'm lifting this burden off of your shoulders so as to help bring healing to your back. But it wasn't a physical burden that she was carrying. It was an emotional burden, a spiritual burden. I think we can all get weighed down with that. And as soon as we talked about that and started praying like that, she starts to cry. And she said, I know what the burden is. My mom and dad got divorced when I was three years old. And I've blamed myself for their divorce. And she's been weighed down with that, that guilt, that blame, that shame. Because then she said she seems have, she, she has some kind of a memory of a relative even saying to her, you know, your dad left your mom because of you. So she's lived with this for, for almost 40 years. And so maybe some of you here tonight carry that kind of burden, that emotional burden, spiritual burden, because of what happened in your home. Maybe there was divorce in your home. Maybe there was abuse. Substance abuse could, could have been addiction. Just could have been neglect. Maybe, maybe your parents were just unavailable emotionally, spiritually physically and the enemy will use that against you the enemy will absolutely use that against you he's the accuser and children naturally tend to blame themselves anyway because they assume that mom and dad are always right so young people always tend to blame themselves for whatever's going on around them that doesn't seem to be quite right And so I just simply invited her, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that my mom and dad's divorce was my fault. More tears. Her friend lost it too, had snot coming out of her nose, a real good, ugly cry. You know the Holy Spirit's working. <laughs> you see that happen. So I'm going to... I'm going to lead us through a couple of things like that tonight. And everything may not apply to you. So that's okay. You can repeat it anyway. It never hurts. But I, I can bet you that some of these things are going to touch something a little more deeply inside of you. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. And bring that back to prayer. Because those sticking points, if you will, are typically areas where the Lord wants you to experience more freedom, more peace, more joy, healing. And in short, he wants to bring healing to those places. So let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Holy Spirit, I just ask you for your help now to lead us and guide us here through this prayer for freedom from fear and anxiety and shame. And also this prayer to receive more peace and more joy tonight. Out with the old, in with the new. We pray tonight for new wineskins, Lord, and, and new wine. So out with the old wineskins, Lord. Give us new hearts. Give it, renew our minds. And, and then fill our minds with your divine light, your wisdom and knowledge and understanding, counsel. And heal our hearts, Lord. We pray that your peace and your joy would then fill our hearts, these new wineskins, and that they would be filled to overflowing with your life and love and light so that we can become apostles of mercy ourselves as we leave from here tonight. So, Lord, as you instructed us at the beginning of your public ministry, we repent, Lord, and we believe in the good news so let's just pray together. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Father, forgive me, for I am sorry for my sins. Forgive me, for I am sorry for my sins. With all my heart, wash me clean with your precious blood. And in the name of Jesus, I forgive those who have hurt me and my family. I forgive those who have used and abused me. I forgive those who have doubted me. And I release all of these people from all anger and resentment. Jesus, I take the burden of unforgiveness and I surrender it to you right now. I let it go. And I trust you, Jesus. To be the judge and the jury and the executioner and the Savior and the Redeemer. Lord, have mercy. Heavenly Father, for the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on me and on the whole world. Amen. All right, let's pray. Let's renounce some of these lies then and some of these spirits. Just repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that it's always my fault. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm stupid. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie That God is not happy with me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie. 
that God is not proud of me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that nobody cares about me. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to take care of myself. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to make a name for myself. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I should be ashamed of myself. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm unlovable. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that it's hopeless. Now we'll renounce some of these spirits. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of fear. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of anxiety. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of nervousness. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of panic. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of shame. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of blame. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of despair. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of depression. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of trauma. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of abuse. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the orphan spirit. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of rejection. Mm, I just got another lie. Let's go back to a lie. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I don't have a voice. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm invisible. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to be perfect. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of perfectionism. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of control. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of anger. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of pride. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of resentment. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of regret. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of restlessness. 
in the name of Jesus. I renounce the spirit of fatigue. In the name of Jesus. I renounce the spirit of insomnia. In the name of Jesus. I renounce the spirit of compulsion. In the name of Jesus. I renounce the spirit of obsession. In the name of Jesus. I renounce the spirit of ADHD. Okay, now I'm going to pray for freedom and deliverance from all of that. You just received this. So now in the name of Jesus and by the power of his holy cross and his precious blood and with the sword of the spirit, I now break the power of all these lies and evil spirits that you just renounced. And I command them all to go now directly and immediately to the foot of the cross to be dealt with by Jesus as he wills. You will go bound. You will not touch or harm anything or anyone on the way. You will never come back and you will never send anything in your place. You will in fact be crushed by the heel of the mother of God. Amen. And now let's pray. Come Holy Spirit. Fill me with your peace. Fill me with your joy. As I spend time in your presence tonight. Fill me with your divine light and your holy life. Heal me. Renew my mind. Heal my heart. Heal my memories. Heal my body. Come, Holy Spirit. Fall afresh on me. I need you. I love you. I welcome you. Come, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, come, Holy Spirit. For the glory of God. Amen.